eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential and then through some elbow grease, fresh installs and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own? Look to your left, look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. So there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome to the Jill on Money podcast. It is Tuesday, March 30th and uh, coming to the end of the first quarter. What does that mean? It means it's time for you to rebalance your accounts. How about that? If you don't have automatic rebalancing, which amazingly many firms actually still don't offer. A lot of the places in your retirement accounts, they allow it, but many firms that uh, are providing investment accounts for individuals, they don't seem to have that. I'm, I'm shocked at that, aren't you, Mark? Or is that some way to get you back into your account? Why do they not have it? If they can do it in certain 401ks on their platform, why not for all investors? What do you think? Mark uses Vanguard and he says they don't have it and it drives him nuts. It's one of his pet picadillos. Isn't that good? I like that. Uh, all right. If you would like to uh, ask us any financial question or share your particular annoyance in the financial services universe, send us an email. Ask Jill at JillOnMoney.com. Ask Jill at JillOnMoney.com. And if you're on the website, JillOnMoney.com, just hit the contact button and we will get your email right from there. So today we are lucky enough because we have someone with a financial question who's willing to come on the program with us. And if you want to join us, just let us know when you're asking your question. We have Tim from Texas on the line. Hello, Tim. Welcome to the program. What can we do for you, sir? Well, I've got a couple questions. Um, one is uh, primarily what to do with, we've got about $30,000. We're trying to figure out how to deploy. We've got some, I guess you'd say some kind of bad debt hanging around, uh, some auto loans. There's some student loans thinking about um, paying down, but those are on the 0% um, suspension or whatever you'd call it. You know, also have another student loan that's um, on track for public service loan forgiveness. Oh, that's good. Yes. Um, it's, it's a really high balance and it's on an income-based repayment plan. So I was kind of using... Um, you know, those income-based payments as like a Roth versus traditional tiebreaker, I guess. So I've been going all, all traditional the past um, year or so. Um, 
with kind of that added bonus, I guess you would say, of having the uh, the income-based repayment each month being lowered by by 10%. So let's just go back for one second. You are married because you said a we or you're partnered or something. So you've got a, a spouse of some sort. How old are you guys? I'm 36 and she's 37. Okay. And how much do you earn together? I earn 120 and she earns 121. Oh, nice for her. She squeaked out the winner there, huh? <laughs> Correct. Just beat you. Good. Let's talk a little bit about what you're doing in terms of retirement planning. How are you using that $240,000 a year of income towards retirement? Okay. So for the last, um, I guess, eight or nine months or so, I've, I'm, I'm on track to max it out um, mm-hmm. for, for the coming year. So 19500 just started a new job about a month ago and there uh, it's a new company and they'll have 401k available in like July or August. She's not currently saving anything, but she will be, you know, in, in a few months here planning to, to max it out as well. Uh, children? Yes. Uh, six and four and a half. Tell me about this bad debt. How much money do you have outstanding on the auto loan? So there's one that's about like $4,000 at, um, I want to say like 1.8% or something. Mm-hmm. And there's $40,000 that's at like 2.75%. The student loan. So the public loan forgiveness loan, that's how much that's outstanding. So it's a lot. It's like $220,000 or something. Yeah. Dude, what did you do? Like get a medical degree and not use it? Like how'd you accumulate all that debt? So it was uh, it was a dual degree program, law degree and a master's degree. Oh, I'm sure that came in really handy, that extra master's. Are you kidding me? Come on. Yeah. Do you regret it? Tell me the truth right now. Um, you know, I think if I could have gone back, I would have thought about it a little bit more carefully from a financial perspective. Oh, you're so careful with your words also. Very good. I'm not like that. I'd be like, no way. I would never do that. Okay. The other student loan debt that is in forbearance right now that you actually will have to pay back, how much is that outstanding? So that one's my wife's. I want to say it's like $28,000 or Mm -hmm. $29,000. And I think it's at the, you know, like the six and a half percent or something like that. All right. So that's going to have to be paid back. Tell me about how much money you have already saved in terms of retirement and kind of what the, you know, how you look at going forward, um, your ability to put money into these plans. You say that your wife's going to put money in, but do you think you're both going to be able to max out at 19.5 eventually with a full year of work? Um, yeah, I believe so. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm maxing it out traditional. The balances right now is like 26,000 traditional and 23,000 Roth, you know, it's only been a couple of years that, you know, I've been earning enough to, to save. I work for the state. So um, 10% of my salary goes toward um, a pension. You know, I'm saving about $12,000 a year, you know, paying into the pension and then, you know, the 19.5. Sure. That's great though. I mean, that's yeah. really helpful, right? I mean, if we're going to run your retirement numbers, obviously it looks a lot better when there's a nice big pension that could be potentially coming. So that's good. And is your wife, is she in the private sector or is she also have a, does she have a pension? No, she's, she's in the private sector and she's saved, um, I think it's about like $55,000 altogether hmm. for 401ks, kind of, you know, roughly half and half uh, traditional and Roth. So I think you're like on track. We have to get rid of some of this um, debt. How did the $30,000 of cash come about? Uh, Via a settlement, actually, a couple months back. 
Is it taxable? I mean, are you going to owe some money next tax year, you know, when we have to look at this or is it not taxable? It was already taxed. Okay. So, and you have an emergency reserve fund that is already has six to 12 months of your living expenses? So probably more like five or six months. It's it's about $30,000 or $32,000. Yeah, that's covering about five or six months. Okay. This is like one of the easier questions. Thank you for giving me a softball to start my morning. I appreciate that. I'm really hopeful that you're staying on top of the public loan forgiveness loan. You know, before we went on the air, I said, you know, it's much more likely that this will actually turn into something that is forgiven under this administration. I I have to say, I was very nervous under the Betsy DeVos administration that those folks who had the public school loan forgiveness program, that they might get dinged. You know, I was pretty scary. So, but you got to stay on top of that. Here's the thing. Ideally, we would essentially pay down the student loan debt for your wife at six and a half percent first, but it's in forbearance. We've got some time. I have a couple of thoughts for you. One is that, you know, you could take this 30 grand and do something, you know, like basically knock down the the $40,000 auto loan at 2.75%. And you could say, you know what, we're not earning that kind of money in, on a cash account. And why should we actually wait around, you know, till we hopefully can pay that down on one lump sum? Let's just get rid of the bulk of it right now. And then you guys can, you know, essentially probably get rid of both of these auto loans, I imagine, in the next, I don't know, six to 12 months. So that's a one boring way to think about it. Another way to think about it is, you know what, for right now, uh, wife has a new job, don't really know if she's going to love it or not want to keep some extra money that is, you know, floating around in the emergency reserve fund just in case. And then maybe we will wait to have the, this $30,000 and just pay down her outstanding student loan debt at, you know, when's forbearance through, is it through the whole year or is it through September? I think it's through September. And, you know, one thing I forgot to mention earlier is that, you know, there's talk of, you know, everyone having $10,000 for gifts, if it makes sense to not pay it all down. Yeah. So that's what I was going to say. So what I might want to do is, it's so funny that you should say that, is that when I look at that, I would keep $10,000 of that loan outstanding, just in case. You could say, I'll keep my 0% loan for another however long, many months and keep the money in cash. And then, you know, as of August, you know, I'll just take 20,000 or so and, you know, and I'll pay it down and, and, you know, whatever, 18,000, pay that down. And then, and then I'll keep the rest and see how it goes. But, you know, I, I am worried a little bit that like, there's just a lot of debt outstanding. So the 30 grand is really about where do we deploy the 30 grand so that we can reduce your debt load. And it seems to me that the student loan highest debt, the $40,000 at 2.75%, the auto loan. The other idea is, and this is like kind of just figuring your emotional ability to handle this. Some people just would rather pay that $4,000 loan at 1.8%, just get rid of it. So you don't have to look at it anymore, which is fine with me that we're not talking about the hugest differentials. Just obviously the math is you pay off your highest interest debt. But if it just will feel good to get rid of that $4,000, I might say, okay, well, pay that $4,000 down, let the rest sit in the, get a high yield cash account. And then when you're ready to pull the trigger on the student loan debt, get rid of 18,000 of it, 
by that time and you'll have a, and then you'll, you're kind of good. You have a little bit of a heavier emergency reserve fund just in case. And if things are going great, your wife's work is great. Your work is great. You're all on track. You're building up more money. And, you know, we look at the, the situation maybe in September after you've paid some debt down, you might say, Hey, Jill, I still have, you know, 50 grand now in my emergency reserve fund. Sure. Then you can pay off more of the, the auto loan, and really get yourself out of debt. But your job right now, you're making a lot of money. You're putting money into your retirement account. It's all great. It all looks good. I really think it's important for you to clean this debt up as quickly as possible. I'm going to say one other thing. In your retirement account, do you have a Roth option on that or not? Yes, we do. And I see that you're while you're going back and forth about the Roth versus not being in the Roth. Do you think your wife could start making a lot more money in the future? There's certainly a possibility. I'm hoping for it. I mean, there's a little bit of me that thinks that you guys should actually use the Roth. You know, you're you're solidly in the 24% tax bracket. The 24% is not a, you know, it's not a terrible tax bracket and you don't have any state income tax in the state of Texas. But, you know, if all of a sudden maybe she starts making more money and you're popping up into the 32% tax bracket, which is about, let's say about more than 330,000 total, that maybe that would be different. It's worth watching to see what happens. I don't think it's a slam dunk either way. I might just kind of keep an eye on that and see whether it still makes sense or not. But I think that for now you're fine. And you have insurance and estate planning wills because you have these little kids, everything done. Pretty well covered on insurance. You know, we both have, you know, pretty good short-term and long-term policies, uh, over a million, each of us life insurance, but like zero estate planning. So. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Did you now know that you're going to get um, whacked on this? I figured why Aunt Jill might. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what you're thinking. You seem, I mean, why did you get a JD and master's and then call me with that little uh, admission? Is that because, you know, I won't, I really won't beat you up too much, but here's the thing. You have to know lawyers from your law school class who went into trust and estate. You just have to. Correct. And so I'm begging you, I'm down on a knee begging you to just do this. It's a very easy transaction. It's a sweetheart will. I leave everything to you. You leave everything to me. Here's who's taking care of our kids if we both die together. That's what you're doing. You got to get that done. It's it's simply, it's it's irresponsible. And I'm, I'm going to now appeal to the guilt-inducing part of my personality. So do you think that you and I can make a bit of a pinky swear that you will get that done? Let's see, by the end of the next quarter. I'll give you three months to start the conversation, go through the process and notarize and get everything signed up. Can you do that in the next 90 days? You have my word. Really? Yes. Will you send us a little snapshot of like uh, the, the signing party? Yeah, absolutely. All right. I want proof. And Mark, you're holding your timestamp this. Let's go. We're giving Tim and his wife 90 days to get this done. Okay. July 1st is your deadline. All right. So it'll be the summer. You want to get this off your plate before the summer begins. You will have Independence Day celebrations and you say I have independence from this annoying task that Aunt Jill put on me. How's that? Deal. All right, man. Hey, thank you so much for contacting us. I think you guys are in good shape. Let's clean up that debt. 
and let's get you on track and then you'll be you'll be ready to rock and roll. So I feel good about it. So thanks so much for hanging with us today. And don't forget to send us a picture of the signing party. OK, will do. Thank you. All right. If you, like Tim and his spouse, would like some help with just organizing your financial life or maybe just setting some priorities, send us an email. Our email address is askjill at jillonmoney.com. Askjill at jillonmoney.com. And maybe you're on the website while you're there. Sign up for our free weekly newsletter. If you're listening to this podcast online, then go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Send it along. Send us nice ratings and reviews. Just, you know, do everything you can to help us expand the people who need financial help. So, as always, wash your hands, wear your masks, maintain your physical distancing, and lift someone up today. Thanks for listening and we'll talk to you tomorrow.